We continue today with our series, The Hidden World of Girls, Girls and the Women They Become. Our series is produced with the Kitchen Sisters, Davia Nelson and Nikki Silva. Today we meet the wives of militants in Iraq. Those are the women who have given the insurgents food, shelter, and children. Now that many militants, including those who are part of al-Qaeda, have been caught or killed, it's the women who are left behind. NPR's Kelly McEvers has their story. At first, Um Salah is leery. Twenty-one years old and stubborn, she comes from a traditional village in Diyala province, a former al-Qaeda stronghold about an hour north of Baghdad. She won't give us her full name. When we ask about her husband, she only says this. He's a good guy, and actually no one would criticize him for anything. He was a good man. But we know different. We know Um Salah's husband was a high-ranking member of the Islamic State of Iraq, the local branch of al-Qaeda. We also know he was accused of helping kill Um Salah's father and that he was handed over to authorities by her own brother. Eventually, Um Salah admits that her husband was part of what she calls the resistance. She shows us a record of her marriage. It was performed by a religious cleric. It's on a piece of notebook paper. Did have a date? Did he sign it? Not signed. No date. Nothing. What this means is Um Salah is not legally married. And that her two-and-a-half-year-old boy, Salah, is not registered with the government. No registration means no food ration card, no right to visit the hospital, no school. Um Salah says that with her husband now in jail and accused of being a terrorist, she has no money and no hope. While she talks, Salah hangs on her shoulder. Sometimes, you know, when she is so much fed up with her situation, she would just pray for God, God, take my life. I mean, okay, I mean, let me die with my son now. Aid groups say there are more than 100 women like Um Salah in Diyala province alone. With that in mind, the Iraqi government recently launched an anti-Al-Qaeda media campaign. A video showed authorities digging through a bomb-making factory, and it urged women not to marry insurgents. Marry a terrorist and your children will have no rights, the campaign goes. Marry a terrorist and you'll be shunned by society. The program, broadcast on state TV, featured two women who said they were forced to marry foreign fighters. This woman says her uncle arranged a marriage with a Palestinian-born militant from Syria. The man was later killed in a raid by Iraqi troops. About 20 women who once were married to militants have recently been detained. Ministry of Defense spokesman Mohammed al-Askari says he finds it hard to believe that any of them are totally innocent. My personal opinion, of course, this is my personal opinion only, is that if you live with someone for sure, even if you don't know what he's doing, but you know his reactions, his mentality, his ideology, the way he reacts, so you should be knowing something about him, even as a woman living with him in one place. Um Muhammad agrees. She's also from Diyala province, and she was also married to an insurgent. She says the people in her village willingly joined the insurgency because fighters promised to rid Iraq of the American invaders. Those guys, you know, had a very sweet talk. They were all pious people who prayed and fasted. Muhammad says the women naturally helped these men, who they saw as holy. 
They would hide men when uh, the ma- uh, men wanted to move. They would disguise them in women's clothes and help them. And, you know, if someone would come and ask about, what is he? He said, oh, we don't know, while he's hiding in her house. What the government is not doing is providing any kind of social services to the women like Umm Hamid who've been left behind, whether they're guilty of collaborating with the insurgency or not. In a country with millions of orphans and widows, officials say it's tough to make a priority out of women who are seen as criminals, which means they're basically ignored by everyone, says Hannah Edouard, who heads a local women's rights group. They are not recognized, you know, in respecting their dignity. I mean that they miss uh, housing, they miss health protections, they miss education. Adwar says the only way out for most of these women is to marry again. Rawah Ismail is from Anbar province, another former Al-Qaeda stronghold. One day, insurgents showed up at her house and forced her to marry one of them. We, we didn't have like a bedroom, a real bedroom. They just put me in the, in the room and I was raped in the real sense of the word. After that, Rawah and her mother fled. They were considering going to a women's shelter, but they were afraid the militants would come after them. Since then, they've been moving from house to house, relative to relative. Even their own people are ashamed of them. Now, Rawah is staying with her sister, who was married. At least now, she says, there's a man in the house to take care of her. Kelly McEvers, NPR News, Baghdad. Isra al-Rubayi contributed to this story in our series.